0: Welcome back to A Method to the Madness, the fortnightly podcast where we discuss, analyze, and otherwise ponder our favorite films and television. I'm your host, Patrick, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Mitchy. Hello. And this week, at the behest of my Uncle Dan, we are covering the 2010 film, True Grit.
1: Wow, is this a, is this a custom, like a, what do you call it, a viewer request?
0: Yes, it is. Although, I kind of messed up. Why? After watching, I realized that he probably meant the 1969 film starring John Wayne, because <laughs> he is an older gentleman. Nah can't assume that. <laughs> but uh, I I feel like he told me this. Right. I'm not very good at listening. He, he knows this. Anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, they've got the same name, so I can see the confusion. I, I, I doubt that it would have been any better than this film anyway. So, like... Yeah. Anyway. I'd much rather this. So, <laughs> True Grit is a 2010 film directed by Joel and Ethan Coen, also written by them. Based on the novel by Charles Portis, starring Haley Steinfeld, Jeff Bridges, Matt Damon, and Josh Brolin. Mmm, what As a cast. We go around. Yeah, that's pretty standard for Cohen brothers.
1: Yeah, this is our first Cohen brothers film.
0: I know. What a weird. <laughs> what first a weird. Wi- yeah. <laughs> Out of all their magnificent films, we chose this one.
1: Anyway. Hey. Okay. Well, you want my first impressions?
0: Yeah, go for it, man.
1: I actually, unpopular opinion. I actually like this more than No Country for Old Men. What? (laughs) Because, like, I don't know, like, I've only seen both once. Actually, that's a lot. I've seen this when I was fucking young, like, when it first came out, so I don't really remember it. So it's sort of my first viewing. But No Country for Old Men, when I watched it the first time, I enjoyed it in a more ostensible sense, Um, where, like, the action scenes were good, I liked the villain in it, but everyone was talking about, like, oh, it's got all this deep meaning, like, it's such a great movie, and and, and there's all these philosophical implications in it. And when I watched it, I was trying to feel that and look for it, and I couldn't get it. So, like, Mm. and, 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 you know, so it wasn't actually, I didn't get that full kind of understanding that a lot of people seem to do with, with that movie. And... This movie doesn't really have those things at all, but it's a fucking really good, like, really well-made movie. Like, I enjoyed the shit out of it. It's it's funny. Like, it's got good comedy in it. The action's great. The acting is superb. Like, it's just... but wh- And while there's no, like, deep implications and philosophy behind it, it's still just really enjoyable. So, like, I, I actually just ended up on a first viewing liking this more than No Country for Old Men. So... I, I I mean, I, I really like this film. I thought it was great. Like, it's just, just a good movie. Like, I know it's it's <laughs> not, not... I'm not going to watch it again or, and try and, like, analyse it or something like that. I think just overall, it's a really solidly made film. Well, I mean, what do you think? Mm. You obviously like No Country of Man more.
0: Yeah, I mean, same as you, I've only seen it once about, like, maybe five years ago. So my image of it was a bit blurry. And it was before I was way more literate in film analysis. But it would behoove me to watch it again. Pessimism is always an easy thing to analyze. You know, like, it's always... You always can spot that there is some deeper meaning that is trying to be conveyed. Yeah. And the thing I love about the Coen brothers is they just, like, swing back and forth from, like optimism and pessimism it seems yeah <laughs> and they, they have like this huge range in uh their stories yeah which i love yeah but yeah in terms of true grit um <laughs> it's kind of confounded me uh since we you know we do this podcast where we analyze movies i don't know if there is much to analyze about this movie it is just a very well-crafted movie like a very competently made enjoyable I feel like it's comparable to, like, a Marvel film, almost. It's like a Marvel (laughs) Western. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It's just... Yeah, I I had a good time with it. It was enjoyable. Yeah. Um,
1: I really enjoyed it.
0: It was well-crafted, but it wasn't... The plot was predictable, but everything else about it was, like, pretty unique. Yeah. All the characters were, like, really enigmatic, and the the interactions were weird, and... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was just... Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, yeah. Will you take us through a plot summary, please?
1: Sure. So... True Grit, 14-year-old Matty Ross travels to Arkansas to hire a sheriff who will bring justice to Tom Cheney for murdering her father. She chooses Rooster Cogburn, a curmudgeonly older man who initially refuses her. The next day, Texas Ranger LaBoeuf arrives telling her that he too has been hunting down Cheney for killing a Texas state senator. Despite their differences, Cogburn and Labooth team up with Maddie to apprehend Chaney. However, quite quickly, their differences become too much and Cogburn and LaBeouf part ways. That night, Matty and Cogburn stumble onto a house where the two men inside are revealed to be associated with our villain, Chaney. An altercation ensues and the two criminals wind up dead. Cogburn and Maddie plan to ambush the bandits, but Labooth shows up just before the gang does, ruining their plan. Labooth gets injured and Chaney gets away. The next morning, Maddie sees Chaney by a river and is subsequently kidnapped. Cogburn, working with Labooth, successfully fooled the bandits into thinking they were leaving. Instead, Labooth successfully rescues Maddie and Cogburn kills the bandits. However, Maddie has been bitten by a rattlesnake and, with the poison slowly killing her, Cogburn rushedly rides her back to town to see a doctor. We cut to a scene with Maddie many decades later. She is alive but has lost an arm from the snake venom. She receives a letter from Cogburn saying he will be passing through town and wants to see her. Matty doesn't find Cogburn. His associates inform her that he died just a mere three days prior. End movie. End movie. You, you know how... Okay, yeah. You know how, like, um, like, for me, right, for me to actually solidly enjoy a movie and not get bored halfway through, like, like I appreciate good movies, right, but that doesn't mean I fully enjoy all of them. And there's there's quite a lot of movies that are, like, you know, like, I, I find to be, like, very well-made movies. They're good movies. But then you as you're watching it, you're kind of like, yeah, look... Could probably go and take a break right now i could go for a piss i could you know go and have some food yes. get a drink or something like that because because they never just they don't 100 percent hook you but that's what i got with this movie i just was hooked the whole time like it's just so enjoyable that you just end up watching it for the full length of it and that's you know that's that's an achievement in itself even though it might not be like you know held up as this venerated movie in the hallmarks of cinema
0: yes i 100 percent agree man uh, I'm a bit ashamed to admit this, but most movies I watch nowadays, I ha- I pause at least maybe twice and like you know do some. I try
1: not to, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I see what you mean, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, and and similarly with this movie, I didn't pause it once. I just watched it all the way through. Yeah. Um, I, I I tried. I've been trying to watch Charlie Kaufman's newest film. I'm thinking of Ending Things, and I've I've watched like half an hour intervals at a time, and I'm still only about halfway through it. <laughs> um because that movie is there's like it's interesting, don't get me wrong. I, I I am curious to see what happens, but it is just not a movie that hooks you yeah. as you say. Like yeah. you know, it's just yeah, there's not much momentum. Yeah.
1: You don't you don't feel invested.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I suppose. I do I do feel invested in those characters in that film though, in the Charlie Kaufman one, but if if I can pause it, yeah, then why not, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And actually before we sorry, before you start, um I think People kind of got the same gist as well, because like this was really like the critical reception for this was really high. It actually got nominated for ten Academy Awards, which is a fucking lot. Yeah. Like I didn't know that. Like you know, last week when we said we were gonna do this, and we're like doing it because your um uncle recommended it, and then we're both like, oh, why are we doing this? It, (laughs) like like I, it's like I knew in the back of my head this is a bad movie, but now I watched it again. It's actually not a bad movie, and. It got nominated for 10 Academy Awards that year, but it didn't win a single one. So, everyone was kind of like, oh, yeah, fuck, this is such a good movie, we'll nominate it. But then when the judges and the critics are like, oh, you know, maybe should we actually give it this award? They're like, "Mm, "Nah, not really, because this isn't a movie that's going to last. It's not going to be remembered. It's just a good movie. And, you know, in 30 years time, the odd person is going to come across it, but they won't like i've heard about it
0: yeah that's it's a good way of putting it did it come out the same year as social network yeah
1: it did and it won it got yeah. nominated for more awards than that what <laughs> although social network of course won two or three but yeah
0: okay i guess we'll get into some analysis if there is any all right what do you think the horse represents Michi? why is why does it linger on the horse why does it it ha- seemed to have a connection with Maddie on, like, a deeper spiritual level. Why does Jeff Bridges kill it at the end? What does that represent? It's a
1: cowboy movie. they fucking riding horses, and, and <laughs> girls love horses.
0: Oh, you think it's a girl thing? Yeah,
1: I, I see it as, like,
0: yeah? a
1: actually, yeah, I mean, that's a valid theory, and I actually probably associate yeah. it with, yeah, her being a girl, because that's obviously that's unusual, having a girl as a... Pre- protagonist in a way the main sort of the main character but yeah as well as her being very fucking young
0: yeah typical revisionist western kind of thing it's the main character's uh, a woman or a black man or a chinese man that's a yeah yeah
1: why what does the film represent a uh, for- horse sorry not film
0: i think the death of it because you know the connection it has with maddie uh maddie being this like really Mm. Youthful kid with a lot of vitality perhaps it being a revisionist western is meant to it's meant to represent like the romanticized view of the wild west uh movies and then what is denoted by its death is the <laughs> is the dissolution of that i don't know it's a bit of a stretch and it's a bit like i, I don't know why they would have to symbolize that in a horse though <laughs> Yeah, why is it the horse specifically? Yeah, I don't know. Like, because it has, as I said, it's like a reflection of Maddie's, like, youthful view of, of the setting through her eyes. And then as she right. gets older, you know, she has a more of, like, a pessimistic view, it seems, when she's, like, an older woman, yeah. Yeah, true, yeah. Yeah, like, so the death of the horse is the, the birth of her true grit, if you will. Yeah. And, dude, what what a what a mean thing to do to fucking stab the horse, though. That, like, that got me a bit. Which one? <laughs> when Jeff Bridges was riding it. And, you know, it's kind of slowing down. Then he gets out the knife and he fucking stabs it. Oh,
1: yeah, 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 oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uses it like, I mean. I didn't like that isn't at all. not what the spur, the spurs on their boots is basically yeah. serving the same function. It's doing the exact same thing. It just stabs him in like the side.
0: Yeah. It's terrible, man. Yeah.
1: But yeah, it, it wasn't nice. Yeah. Wasn't there something about the production of this where the horse, when it swims across the river,
0: they actually made the horse do that? No, <laughs> I think you're thinking of never ending story. I think David was talking about it, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Was David
0: not... Oh, was it yeah. not this film? I mean, they could have, anyway. No, yeah. How, how do you yeah, make maybe. a horse swim across the river, then? Uh, without... Horses can swim.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, like, I don't know. Like, what is it about it? Like, the, why do people... Can you just make it swim across? Is that, isn't that bad? Animal rights and well, shit? Well, isn't it...
0: Th- I mean, I'm, I'm assuming this horse was trained to swim across. Yeah.
1: Right, okay. I yeah. mean, true. Yeah, it's kind of a dodgy thing. But, yeah, when I... So, when I watched this film many years ago... Literally, the, the one thing I remember from this is that they ran a horse to death. And I was pretty young when they watched it. I think I was probably, like, 12, <laughs> 13 when I watched it. And I was watching it. I am like, what the fuck? Why is a horse dying? Like, he hasn't done anything. Like, sure, he gave it a stab, but obviously that wouldn't have killed the horse. I'm just, like, wondering, like, what's wrong with it? And then my dad was like, yeah, you can run horses to death. Basically, they'll just keep running until they die. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how does that even work? Like, like could we do that? Could we just run forever and then just die? While running, like <laughs> I don't know, it's just such that, a weird. That's an interesting question. Yeah, like it's it's yeah, it's, it's like overfeeding fish, you know? Like fish eat too much and they die, and it's like, bro, like just stop eating. But <laughs> you know, like anyway. I mean, I guess that horse didn't really have a choice. It was keep running or get stabbed? Yeah, true. That's yeah. that's true. I guess if I kept running after getting stabbed, and I probably should have stopped, I'd die too. <laughs> yeah.
0: We have miles yet. Come on, you! No! <laughs> He's getting away. Who's getting away, Cheney. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. So. Okay. Say. Say that is what the death of the horse meant to symbolize, right? The death of, like, this idealistic view of the Wild West. Yeah. And, you know, sort of um, conflating that with the the overall genre of this film being a revisionist Western. What I don't understand is that everything, like, as I said, the plot is very predictable. Everything plays out exactly how you you think it would. If this was, like, a really, like, anti-Western, I feel like they wouldn't catch the killer at the end and it would... They it would have just uh, left off on a more unfulfilled and dreary note, like No Country for Old Man. Uh, yeah, but you know that's exactly what they did in No Country for Old Man, an- another Coen Brothers film. So I guess with this one, it isn't necessarily an anti-Western. It might be like a one of those like post-post-Western situations where you you make the full round from um, to cynicism and then back to you yeah. know traditional optimism. <laughs> yeah, because most of it feels traditional. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, I guess
1: the main character, Cogburn, is a little bit... Yeah, you know, like, he's not representative of a true hero. And that, that's one thing I noticed in this is, like, the idea of heroism is sort of similar in vain to No Country Old Men, where, like, the main character tries to be a hero but can't or doesn't. But in this case, obviously, true grief, he really does. He saves her in the end and stuff and then dies. But, like... um tommy lee jones's character in no country for Old man he like you know he's so fed up with trying to be a hero like it's difficult in this hard world and i guess they're kind of maybe opposites in a way is probably the better way of looking at it
0: yes yeah that's a
1: and actually before the, the, the dreary note thing i think in this is the fact that she never meets him because he dies what's the fucking point of that it's like like you said like maybe that's what makes a revisionist you know like like it's rather than yeah sure you could not capture the villain that would be the ultimate way to make it like anti-western mm. but another way is is that they just never meet each other and they don't
0: yeah i, I guess you're right it is it is kind of a, a down ending yeah 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 so speaking of like the heroics of the two main characters i, th- I like how their morality is kind of weird hey, Lebeef and cogburn have a conversation earlier in the film where they talk about their roles in the in the american civil war right and they were both in the confederacy is that right yeah yeah that's what i they were both on the yeah, same but side but they were they? both you know i like I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but the Confederate side of the American Civil War is generally considered to be like the kind of not good side, right? Like, because <laughs> they wanted to keep the slavery. Yeah, I sp- generally, yes. Yeah, I mean, so you know, like, then that's quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So, like, you know, implying that they're racist, maybe more than likely, and well, they th- are. Mean, they don't. You know, they
1: make didn't they make a few comments here and there, like. I swear the N-word was said at one point.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, this movie has a weird attitude toward race, man. Like, remember at the beginning, <laughs> when they're hanging those people, yeah. they have those two people get their last words, and then the Native American dude starts speaking, they immediately put a bag over his head, don't even let him talk.
1: And you, you got the little black kid as well that was holding a horse, and when she yeah, leaves, yeah. Something- he says- she says something about the-, the owner of the horses, and he's like, oh, the- you know, clearly shows that there was a little bit of abuse, abuse or mistreatment. Yeah, I yeah. mean,
0: you know, like... I think the racism is implied, but the film doesn't dwell on it at all. It just, it rigorously maintains this very Pollyanna attitude. Yeah, Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like (laughs) very, it's very weird, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's true, actually. It's, it's, it's authentic, you know, I think that maybe that's what it is. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) That's, that's a good way to describe it. It is authentic, right? Like, like, you know, racism was so far of an abstract concept for people back then that like, you know, it wasn't (laughs) even something you considered, really. No. Yeah, it was like, yeah, I think this is a good reflection of that. Yeah. Also, Labeef is a bit of a creep, saying that he wanted to... He was thinking about kissing Maddie when she yeah, was Yeah, what the asleep. fuck was that about? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Is he a creep,
1: or is it that a thing back then? Like, trying to be, like, a fatherly person, kissing this girl
0: while she's asleep? Uh, <laughs> either way, that's creepy. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, seeing this, I can only imagine what the 1969 film would have been like. Yeah. <laughs> 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 fuck i mean i i've admittedly i've never seen any john wayne films but i've heard stuff about like you know it's it's um disposition toward now contemporary issues yeah also yeah i like how again like more doubt is cast on cogburn's morality at the beginning of this trial he's like (laughs) they confront him about moving the bodies and he starts like blundering He's like, oh, well, I, I don't know. I maybe might have moved them. I can't remember. And he, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <killed. laughs> that, that bit was good. Yeah. He's just such a good character. Like, when he's he drunk is... and he's trying to shoot the shit in the air and he's missing <laughs> it half the time. Like, like you know, like in that sense, I guess, in the traditional Western, he still would have hit it at anyway. I mean, that's
0: still, like, even while drunk, he, he got some of them. Like, it's a pretty good shot. Yeah. Yeah, true. That, that's something that tickles the something in my brain when in Westerns when people are really great sharpshooters. That's why I love Django so much. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I was I was saying before, like, the plot of this movie is traditional, everything else isn't. And so like, you know, what like yeah, what's up with all these fucking weird enigmatic characters? Like, do you remember the witch doctor they come across? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do. But I didn't really think about it until now. Yeah. <laughs> the one the one that
1: buys a body, right? The buys a dead hung guy.
0: Um oh is that no no that he was He buys it off them.
1: That was, yeah, yeah, he's like, oh, he buys it... or No, he just gives it to them, maybe, but then he sells
0: the teeth to some other bloke? I can't remember. I think there was one guy who claimed the body. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. And then and then that witch doctor dude bought the body off that other dude. Yeah. Yeah. Why was he in the movie? <laughs> what, what was he doing? Yeah, what was he doing? I, I thought maybe when Cogburn was riding with Maddie at the end, he was going to come across him again, because and then get some antidote for the Venom. Ah, uh, yeah, that would have but actually been that right, actually. <laughs> yeah, that, that would have made sense. Instead, he's just this random wild card that shows up. Yeah. Also, you know, Tom Chaney being, like, this kind of not totally deplorable dude, like, you expect a villain in a Wild West movie to be, like, this really kind of dirty, hunkered-down guy, right? Yeah. With, like, rotten teeth. But, uh, like, he- he's just kind of, like, this mild dude. And also... The leader of the gang that he's with, the main outlaw dude, he's like kind of honourable too. He's yeah. like he he delivers, well, he he makes sure Maddie is safe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ned Pepper, yeah. right? Lucky Ned, lucky. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I just more things that threw me through a loop and just kept me engaged. Yeah, no, it's a great movie. And yeah, I, pff,
1: yeah. I mean, you're right, right. There's not much to say, but <laughs> man, you can't really flaw the movie though. Can't say there's anything wrong with it. It's true. Apparently, he just found this out. You got this this uh all-star cast jk simmons was in this movie as well when he was only voice he was maddie's lawyer when she talks on the oh. phone with her lawyer apparently that's jk simmons which i'm surprised i didn't even recognize because he's got such a recognizable yeah. voice
0: but it's true no right yeah i <laughs> don't really have anything else <laughs>
1: I mean, it's a fun movie. We wanted to do something fun. We got a cus. Uh, why do I keep saying customer? What the fuck? Um, <laughs> viewer recommendation. But we probably fucked it up.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's all right. It's all right. I don't. I don't think the 1969 movie would have been better Just, than
1: this one. If you listen to this, Patrick's uncle, and you meant 1969 True Grit, watch the 2010 True Grit because it's fucking good.
0: Mm-hmm. It sure is. All right. Do you have any recommendations for this week, Mitchie?
1: Yeah, I do actually. So I was gonna say Logan because cowboy heroism that kind of shit, but. There's a pretty good... It's all right. It's not a great movie, it's called Strangerland with uh, Hugo Weaving and Nicole Kidman. And it's sort of like a... It's sort of more similar to No Country for Old Men, I guess. It's like a modern Western, but it's in Australia, like Outback Australia.
0: Those are called meat pie Westerns, I believe. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Meat (laughs)
1: pie Westerns. A subgenre of
0: Australian Westerns, yeah
1: yeah so i mean that's all right on stranger land have you seen mystery road mystery rogue mystery road oh no but uh, i've heard of it yeah no
0: yeah it's a, it's a like an australian detective story it's like this indigenous detective uh goes in searching for a missing girl it's pretty good oh okay yeah it's that, some yeah. weird like or um cargo have you seen cargo <laughs> no isn't that with um
1: martin yeah yeah martin freeman um he's in it and it's a zombie yeah, yeah. movie but yeah. it's like indigenous australia it's fucking weird but it's a good movie.
0: I didn't know that was set in Australia.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like got like indigenous people in it and stuff. It's really focuses on Aboriginals Australian because I, Aboriginal people.
0: I remember uh, when I was in uni, they it because that movie is based on a short film called Cargo, and they showed us that short film. In uni. Oh, really? Yeah, I remember. At, I remember at the time they were telling us about how it's it's being made into a future yeah. film. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My recommendation, <laughs> if you if you like more, if you want. Some more irreverent kind of westerns, uh, the uh, Coen Brothers' other film, Ballad of Buster Scruggs, is very funny and witty. Yeah. If you want a more serious badass western, go watch Django Unchained by Tarantino. That's great. If you want a even more hardcore and possibly more philosophically deep film, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to. Uh, Unforgiven mm. by Clint Eastwood, I believe, is supposed to be a very good western.
1: There you go. It's like, what, we've talked about like eight movies in the last two minutes.
0: Yeah, there you go. Eight for one deal. Yeah. All right. Where can people find us, Mitchie? Uh,
1: People can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher. We have a website, amttm.com, where you can find our Facebook and Instagram pages. And if you have any questions, queries, or doubtful points, send through to mail at amttm.com. And visit zeroindent.com for similar content.
0: All right. So join us next week for... Magnolia. Magnolia. PTA. Yeah. Have you seen any PTA films?
1: Only The Master.
0: Okay. The only one I've seen is Phantom Thread. All right. Mm. Yeah. Maybe good Join one. Join us next week for that. And we'll see you later. Cool. First Tom Cruise film, too. <laughs> yeah, true. All right. See you later. Bye.